Yo, what's up everyone? How we doing tonight? <laughs> uh, I am super sorry that I totally missed on Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> I kind of just lost track of days and I've been in a little bit of a funk over a handful of things. I feel like actually Discussions Unknown tonight is going to be like... So hopefully making up for that. Um, I wanted to have Jess on for this episode, but I just need to set that up. I still owe Jess a, <laughs> a time slot on here. So we're going to be making that happen. And then just all the so with getting all the stuff ready for tomorrow's stream. Um, we're going to be having a nice big old charity stream. It's going to be eight hours long. We're going to be playing... Witchet, uh, Dead by Daylight, First Class Trouble, and Moving Out. Super fucking excited. By the way, I hope y'all are having a great New Year's Eve. Celebrating however you will. Whew. Excuse me. Oh, I'm getting excited for the new year. Just because I, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really hoping that this is like, Kind of a really, hopefully, uh, well, I already know this next year is going to be a transformational year. Like, I'm not even hoping. I already know that this is going to be a transformational year because I'm going to make it a transformational year. No matter, like, what happens, like, I can already feel it. Like, I think a lot of owning who I am as a person has been becoming easier and easier, and I've started to establish a lot of that, so... And I'm really excited about that. I think that, you know, that's one of the things that I've started to kind of use as my mantra to more or less get myself out of the funk is one, recognizing like a number of things. Yo, look steady. What the fuck? Thank you so much. Holy shit. Six months of lock. What a blessing. Thank you. Yo, I fucking appreciate you, homie. <laughs> How have you been? How have you been? How's your New Year's Eve? <laughs> Yo, I need to make it so that it automatically gives you a shout out as well. <laughs> Yo, it's Jess too. How's it going, Jess? <laughs> No, but I like the bot. <laughs> no to what? <laughs> Holy shit. You got the... Oh, man! You were playing more Hollow Knight? Oh, shit. <laughs> so remember on your last stream, you and I were talking Hollow Knight, and you mentioned Nightmare King Grimm, and I couldn't remember if I had beaten it or not. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> this is either a very hype, I had already beat it, or this is a, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, you beat him just now? Yo, can we get some hype in the chat? No, it's, can we get some hype, please? 
Come on, Hypebot. Come on. I don't remember what the command is, but holy shit, that's incredible. <coughs> Y'all, if you don't know, this boss in Hollow Knight is devastatingly hard. <laughs> I sent you a screenshot, a screen cap of the trophy. <laughs> Hells yes. Oh shit, nightmares end. Yo, it took me about two hours because I was wildly out of practice. Yeah. <laughs> I was, so when I took on Nightmare King Grimm, I had literally just beat the Hollow Knight. And so I got to Night, I got to um, Troop Master Grimm and I honestly like stomped him. I was like, that wasn't that bad. And then <laughs> they're like, Oh, you should try the dream version. And I'm like, bet. Three hours later, I think. It was something like that. It was like brutally long. I was not in practice as I was after some of the other bars, uh, bosses. <laughs> you should be hype. Only, yeah, like... Less than 6% of people who play Hollow Knight have this achievement. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay, hype bot. <clears throat> Can we get some hype? Oh, hells yes. I've also been testing out other things with it, but anyways, I'm gonna level with you. I streamed Hollow Knight last night and got my ass beat by a regular enemy for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Yo, that game is unforgiving. It is the it is the Dark Souls of platformers. Like, oh my gosh, Hollow Knight is, but it's so good. Like Hollow Knight, I love Hollow. I think I actually like Hollow Knight potentially better than any of the dark souls games <laughs> like hollow knight took a place in my heart like that game is fucking incredible that's awesome my friend voice acted by evaded bot is the dopest i really so i really want to get the voice activation though dialed in and i might try and port over the alexa api into this bot and then run it through alexa so the bot will take or Alexa will take what I'm saying and then port that over to the bot and the bot will just have like key things that it's looking for at all times and once one of those are tagged like it'll run an event hopefully but we'll see <laughs> that is that is the goal oh I definitely like Hollow Knight more than any of the Dark Souls so it, it's very close for me because Dark Souls 3 is my favorite of the series, holds a very deep place in my heart. I love that game. That game was so good. Every part of it. Like it was, and the reason I like that one in particular so much is it felt like, at least in my playthrough, it was genuinely hard, but it never felt like unforgiving. It felt like if you learn to play the Souls, games you got better at the game and you were able to like take things on and like boss fights boss fights felt fun and challenging i love that game that game is so good the dlcs mm, perfect 
<laughs> um gosh though if you have you ever played ori there that would be the one game i would recommend if you haven't played ori and the blind forest and ori and the will of the wisps <sighs> and you like hollow knight <laughs> Ooh. Those are both phenomenal as well. This, I, I legit cried. I legit cried. The story got me to cry. That story is so good. I watched Not So Silent Bob play a ton of the first Ori, so it's on my list for sure. Incredible franchise. Love me some good platformers. Recently just played through Hyper Light Drifter. Got that knocked out. I think we might play Horus next. I also kind of want to play the uh, remastered Dark Souls. Um, they gave a fifty percent off the ba or the uh, remaster if you owned the original. So I was like, "Ooh, I got the uh, Prepare to Die edition. Let's do this." <laughs> and then with Elden Ring coming out, whoo! Excited for Elden Ring. Oh, but holy shit. Congratulations on Nightmare King Grimm. You're actually, if you beat Nightmare King Grimm, you are extremely, you are fairly close potentially to how far I got in that. Real talk, the moment I beat him and the trophy popped up, I was like, I have to tell Hyper. Hells yeah. <laughs> Hells yeah. I always get amped for people on Hollow Knight. That feels so good. I'm so happy for you, homie. <laughs> and that makes me that makes me feel even happier to know that like one of the incredible homies like thinks of me when it comes to certain things because of stuff we bonded over. Like <laughs> genuinely, fucking love you, Locke. <laughs> Oh, god damn. Now you want me to like, now you have me wanting to go try Pantheon 5. Real talk, real talk, Locke. We might go to Pantheon 5 after like, after I'm done having the podcast. <laughs> you, ever, you will forever be my first thought being excited about Hollow Stuff Night. <laughs> Hells yeah. Hollow Knight is one of my all-time favorites. So, t I think I shared it with you. I, ha I, I, I or maybe I didn't. Um, one of the things that is now forever on my bucket list is I have to go back and beat Hollow Knight Steel Soul mode. I died in Steel Soul mode, the last attempt at the Hollow Knight. It hurt. It hurt my soul. It really did. Never have I gotten so close to something that I really wanted to only have it just whisked away. Oh, that, that hurt. <laughs> Especially after beating the Watcher Knights. Like, the Watcher Knights are the first, like, I'm a real boss fight. <laughs> oh no save correct no save points no um deaths no saves no deaths <laughs> oh wait 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 you can save you can save 
You just can't die. If you die, your save file is... It breaks your save file. A death in Steel Soul mode breaks your save file. Obviously, you could probably, like, hack the game. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I can't remember if I deleted it. Here, let's actually check real quick. I think I still have it as a reminder. <laughs> Let me see real quick. Um... Hold on, we're we're uh, we're taking a quick inter interlude. <laughs> um, it's 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 uh it's hard. Um, I developed a very strong path after playing the game so much. Um. On how to on how I planned on taking it on, um, that included a few uh, tips and tricks that I think were just necessary for my skill level to beat it in that mode. Oh no, I did wipe it. Okay, I did wipe it. I had it on there for a while. I think I wiped it to try and do stuff with uh, Darren. But I do have the, oh, nope, nope, I don't want to do that. I do have the 112%. Last seen doing um, Path of Pain. <laughs> we have so many of the achievements. There's just a handful left, and Steel Soul Mode is among them. Oh, I have to beat Pure Completion. I haven't gone back and beat Radiance a second time. I'm at 94%. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can get to it quick. I'll, I'll show you. I'll sh we'll play later. We'll play later. We'll play Hollow Knight later. I'll keep it. Um, we'll requeue it in a bit. But I was going to say, um, the you pro so NKG, I think, counts for 2%, if I remember correctly. I think NKG counts for 2%. Um the big one the big ones are the pantheons <laughs> and the arenas. I have all the arenas beat and I have pantheon 1 through 5 beat or 1 through 4 beat, sorry, 1 through 4. So I'd be at 96% now then, but after that I turn the PS5 off. Oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> Pantheon 4 was a shutoff moment for me as well. Like, instantly I got through Pantheon 4 and I was like, oh, I did it. Because there is a treat waiting for you at the end of Pantheon 4. And that that treat is what makes Pantheon 4 a shutoff moment. Oh... <laughs> If you know what's waiting for you there, <laughs> it's like, it's like the, it's like your moment when you, um, you walk into your first Dark Souls boss. That, how, that is how that boss feels is you just crossed the, you just crossed into your first, actually you don't cross into your, because you walk in in your first Dark Souls boss. You don't even know it's a fucking boss. That's how this feels. You don't even know that this existed. You didn't know. <laughs> Is this like treat or treat? <laughs> it is um 
it's a, it's a thing it's it's a thing it's a it's the true so there are people in the hollow knight community who wish that at the end of path of pain you faced this instead of in at the end of pantheon and i kind of agree with them i will say path of pain felt like um a very very hard platforming section but then you get to the end and i love that i got treated to the lure i love that part but just having to face two of the um palace knights i was like don't get me wrong like after grinding through path of pain that was pretty pretty much like a good cherry on the top but it wasn't like it wasn't that Oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> but Pantheon at least supplied it. Pantheon so 4 and Pantheon 5 both supply those things. So, oh, speaking of Path of Pain, did I tell you I set up a community goal to do it on stream? I saw that that community goal was cracked. So, <laughs> looking forward. Have you previously cleared Path of Pain? Or is this going to be your first attempt of Path of Pain? I was shocked it went so far. <laughs> Do you mean that in that you thought it would have been that uh, it would have been reached faster? I noticed the community goals are kind of crazy to crack on PS4, yeah. But this was will be my first PC attempt using Xbox One controller. Fast, not far. My bad. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I figured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, Path of Pain. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, there's also some mods that are super intense. Like it was live for like 20 minutes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Community was like, yes. <laughs> we want this, we want this. Oh, oh gosh, though. I'm so happy for that. I'm so happy because this is like reef. This is exactly the like refueling and re-energizing I needed to potentially like touch Hollow Knight seriously again to like go for those last few achievements I want to knock off. <laughs> oh, we'll have to we'll have to practice though for sure. I only set it to 25k, but I was like, this is attainable. 25k is pretty high. I know some people have set, like, have cracked, like, 600k, but that takes, like, a while, while. I think 600k is one of the bigger ones in the community I've seen get taken down. Because 25k, like, I know there's a few streamers who I have, like, some points in and it and so if it goes long enough like you know you have those members that could really break the goal but it takes time but 20 minutes holy smokes that means everyone was out there dropping that to them 2ks <laughs> that's awesome oh i'll have to see if i uh i'll have to make time to tune in for that because i want to see you do path of pain it's always fun it's just like, it's a really good platforming section. I don't think it's, I, I don't think anyone would find Path of Pain like unbearably hard if you've already beaten like 
a good portion of Hollow Knight. Because you're just so... Oh gosh, I kicked the desk. Because you're just so used to the mechanics at that point. Atlas had one for 100k and it took us multiple streams, so I figured 25k would be at least a couple, lol. You thought. <laughs> oh... Oh my gosh, though. Yeah, this is making me excited. We'll have to do that. You know, what a great way to, to like, kick off, like, some gaming achievements for 2022 would be to, like, revisit the Steel Soul runs and finally knock it off. The one that terrifies me is 100% Steel Soul mode. Like, because I know after I... if So I'm going to beat the Hollow Knight and I'm going to get this achievement. And then immediately after, I'm going to be like, okay, but now <laughs> we have to go take down the ascended bosses. And I know which ones I'm choosing. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to fucks with... <laughs> I'm not fucking with Ascended Defender. Dung Defender can suck a whole one. Maybe, so maybe if I go collect some of the health things, and then I use health to just out-survive Dung Defender, that wouldn't be that bad. That wouldn't be that bad. I'm definitely going to do, like, Ascended, um... What's his name? Uh, the like first real dream boss most people come across. Oh, hello, little spooter. Anyways, um, I can't remember his name. Is it the Soul Master? Oh, it might be Soul Master. Is that his name? Or maybe that's the other boss, but it's in that, it's in that, like, area. Like, dream boss at the shrine, or the ones you go back, uh, go back for after beating. Um, so, yeah, the dream bosses, uh, that you hit with your dream nails are the ones that I'm talking about to get towards 100%. I think that would be, like, the best way to go for the 100%, because, obviously, I'm not going to do... Nightmare King Grim. No fucking shot. Um, I would have to just, like, if to do that, I would have to go to my main save file, grind the shit out of Nightmare King Grim, and then go to the Steel Soul mode, and I don't feel like doing it that way. I want to do it, I want to make my, like, if I go for the 100%, I want to make it, um, attainable for myself. I think the dream bosses are good too, like Marmu and No Eyes. Yeah, the second time with the Dream Nail are the Ascended bosses I'm talking about. Um, all, I think all of them are doable. Though, like that's how I think I would achieve it because there's no way I'm doing like the third arena. I could do arena one and two, no problem, but the third arena, hell's no. Uh, any of the pantheons are probably hell's no. I like. I think I could do them first try. I just don't know if I would be able to do them under the pressure of like, like throwing a hundred percent. So, so I'm just trying to think of like my most realistic pathing. 
Because if I do it that way, I'll feel like I earned it. And that's what I want out of my achievements. I want to feel like I earned it. By the way, can I just say, I personally love very big hoodies. And I love very big hoodies with skirts. Very big hoodies with skirts are really, really nice. <laughs> like, this is a vibe. <laughs> oh, it's like winter season and I'm all transitioned. I got leggings to wear so I can keep wearing skirts, skirts and leggings and big hoodies. Oh. And then, I, and then it's funny, though, because then I'll be in my vans all the time. It do sound comfy as fuck. It's a comfy fit. And I'm really here for the comfy fit. I'm also excited because I think I'm going to, like, I think I'm going to follow through with the fansly. I did a, like, small photo shoot. And I think I'm going to post that. I think I'm going to, like, create a page and do something for the new year. Try it out. I also want it to be like a place though where I can um I also want to like venture into creating some outfits going and like reusing and upcycling some clothing to try and like create different looks or reinvent like some looks maybe even like bring them back there's this really cool store I love going to they have like clothing through the ages they're called Flower Child, <laughs> which makes me happy because <laughs> it's just like some old hippie souls just running this dope ass like antique furniture and clothing store that's all throughout like the different eras. It's not exclusively like 60s and 70s stuff. There's a lot of different styles. They do, though, have a lot of 60s and 70s stuff. Do it, live the best life, live that best life. I feel it, I feel it. <laughs> and that's what I meant, like, that's why I kind of wanted to start the discussion is like, is making this a transformative year. I feel so weird doing that, by the way, because like, part of like my brain is like cynical, but it's like, why not just do it at any time? And that's how I think about things, like realistically, like, I don't even do this for like n new year, new me thing. Like I just consistently stick with new plans. It just so happens that the new year is like coinciding with graduation. It's very much a timing thing. <laughs> um, another reason I say this, cause I feel like sometimes like people put that pressure on themselves and you don't have to, if it does work for you though, by the way, like, all by all means get it oh i am exciting though because the new year does mean that companies will hopefully be looking to hire more realistically hopefully i'll be getting to some callbacks on things i literally can't remember the last time i did a resolution i don't even do like so i do to do's rather than goals um because there's always things that I'm working on or wanting to work on. And so I like to just make to-do lists and I'll do like weekly or monthly to-do lists and like realistically like trying to meet those and 
I guess that's like technically a goal. I don't know. I like to do lists. <laughs> I like things spread out. There is this one ADHD TikToker that just like every bit of content they put out just speaks to my soul. And I'm just like, yeah, you was really hitting like all the notes. <laughs> oh. Oh. And they talk about some of this stuff. I don't know why thinking about it in certain ways, especially when there could be like realistically like due to how synonymous the situation is, like everything could be the same. Like it's just a different wording, but sometimes just like wording it differently, like makes sense to <laughs> like my brain. And it's like, oh, we can think about that without stressing now. Cool. <laughs> but like if you put it in another way, it's like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and I feel like that's the most thing. That's like one of the biggest things that I relate to them on is just like how they phrase things and how they go about like putting <laughs> it into words. Oh. It's funny how our brains do shit like that. Or maybe some people don't have that. They're just like, understanding of all things <laughs> oh but yeah so all right friend i'm gonna leave the lurk but i'm gonna go back to spending time with smalls before the night gets too much further along hells yeah go have an awesome new year's eve Ring it in loud and proud and whatever fashion you do, if you do, and have a wonderful night. It was great hanging with you. I'm so happy to hear you added Nightmare King Grimm. That is a fight. <laughs> and we'll have to talk Hollow Knight soon. Fucking love your face and happy New Year's luck. Oh my gosh, so... Transformative periods are like so interesting. Like when you just garner that little bit of better acceptance or understanding or learning and growth and you get to feel it. I think that's been like my funk is just like, I don't know, just being bogged down recently and just not like not being mindful of myself and kind of like buying into some of like the other life things love your face homie so happy to have met you this year and i look forward to spending more time with you next year hells yeah and likewise <laughs> look forward to the gamins and the hangings because like oh where was i going with this just garnering that little bit of extra growth I have no idea where I was taking that. Mm, I knew what I said. Lost the train of thought. Big Sag. <laughs> but it's just been coming up a lot. Oh, getting bogged down. Now I remember. I think that I was getting really like buying into like other stressors being in my life and recognizing those stressors, but not like recognizing other emotions that are kind of like adding to the stressors because things just get built up and 
you really can feel at times the weight of you know life itself i think that like with the transformative periods like leading up to or like the uncertainty sometimes and the stress of like ending school and i don't know just feeling like you know a lot of things came up i i think with the end of my education like chapter like just br like having those memories rekindled and sometimes it isn't you know those moments where it feels like you're supposed to be excited and feeling like you're supposed to be like really happy about it but or maybe like you know just feeling like you're supposed to feel some sort of way and you're not and like feeling like a level of confusion in that and just a lot of things like stacking up and building in and you know even today like talking to Jess just about like simple relationship things that you sometimes like let go or you just like brush under the rug sweep it away and you know I really like the idea of a mask I remember recently too someone hit on the mask so hard and it was dealing with compliments this is a little bit of a sidebar but it was something that I, I like really resonated with me in you know sometimes allowing ourselves to you know put on our masks and they had said is that why you struggle with compliments is because the person is complimenting the mask not you and that shit fucking attacked me so hard <laughs> and I've been just feeling like a lot of that recently and trying to like undo some of that in my self-acceptance and allowing myself to you know feel some of the things that I'm going to feel I've especially been learning to express that well with others it's a hard thing at times you know learning to sit there and share those unsavory bits especially I don't know about y'all but I feel like growing up there was no outlet for that. And I'm, I'm like dead serious. Like everything felt like it's supposed to be diminished and that you don't get to have that space, but learning and allowing people to like hold that space for you if they are willing and able has been very rewarding. And oh no, just sharing some of, I guess this discussion in particular and coming into the new year, some honest self-care, um, talking about it and relating it and <laughs> sharing it because I think it's really important to like have those check-ins, allow yourself to feel those things. And I hope that, you know, one of the things that I can maybe do here is make it feel a little bit more human and a little bit more okay. If you know, by not being alone. Cause at least that's what I hope, <laughs> you know, I, cause I've had that happen for me, you know, having people hold space in that way, or maybe allowing others to hold space in that way, giving others the energy and like getting to like, especially in the release of sharing, like in hearing, I feel like that's a big thing for me is when I do hear that, like, you know, it does release some, relieve some of that stress for me at least. 
you know, and it, I think in like certain moments, obviously they're like, it doesn't hold the same weight, but you know, you just have to know where you were at under and listen to yourself. And that's been a big, big topic for me. Like this past, like three weeks like especially with the holidays and everything and really communicating to everyone and not not sweeping things under the rug just being open and honest with them and you know telling people when i'm feeling uncomfortable letting them know um it made the holidays easier to handle i had a really cool talk with my mom because my holiday was like not great <laughs> i felt like i was just like already in my feels and then like sometimes there are family members that as you get older you are just like dang this is this is an interesting experience <laughs> it was cool to see like everyone that was cool especially um i have a cousin who i feel like we're on a very nerdy wavelength and we kind of just like huddle up at <laughs> family gatherings that <laughs> And so, yeah. And so on that note, like it was cool to see them, but it was just, I don't know, just later and later in life, I have just felt like more and more of a detachment and not for like in anything bad. It's just like not wanting to continue to hold space for certain things because, you know, I just, I guess I don't have that like tolerance which is a weird thing to say but and, and, and it's like a fine balance like and sometimes it's like with my mom I don't know like that relationship has never been bad and watch it and like getting to see her like continue to grow and listen to me like that's been nice it's just other things continue to be the same and it's just you can only handle so much of the same and i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that i think that people sometimes just grow and in different directions and realize that they you know need need different things to be you know happy and stable <laughs> I'm really hoping to like keep that moving forward into the new year too. Being open and honest, allowing people to hear my boundaries, hear what I want out of life and, you know, make space for that. I think we're I think we can find that we're all hopefully deserving of that. It's hard though. I think it's hard because like my personal experience, but like, I don't know, like there's a lot of just memories of that, like not holding space. Uh, education really bit that one for me. I don't know, the bullying <laughs> really sucks. <laughs> I was even telling Jess, like there's just some like level of slight, I guess, jadedness towards like feeling the unfairness of life at times that you know i think is like 
healthily there. Like I, and, and it's because like, I even told her like if the day came where I knew some of that stuff that has happened is never going to happen again. Like, I think then it, like I could go to terms with a lot because then I would know no one's going to go through that. And I think that's why like that unfairness like has a bitter taste is like seeing it happen or like people continuing like patterns or actions that are harmful and just you know outright mean at times it's it's hard to it's hard to feel optimistic wow what a way to start the new year this is why it's discussions unknown who knows where this is going to fucking go i'm sorry if this is like a little bit <laughs> pessimistic for your cup of tea um but i think it's important to have like a healthy balance um to share the real, to share the sometimes unsavory bits, to relate to one another, to, you know, understand that sometimes we have to look at life with that, you know, sense of, I wouldn't say cynicism, but, you know, realism, being, being understanding of where the world is at today, while also trying to look forward to where the world can be tomorrow. I feel so cliche at times. You ever, <laughs> with some of the stuff I say, <laughs> oh, internal struggles. <laughs> but it's also like the reality. I think that discussing some of these things continues to be important because if we don't talk about it, then maybe it does go unnoticed maybe things don't change and i think that's like a scarier thought than coming off as cliche by someone who's judging me <laughs> no offense haters <laughs> but i'm staring directly at you <laughs> oh oh judgment is such a learned thing too that's like the thing that bothers me so much about it. And like, I, f I feel like I have called people out now, especially with the idea though. Like when I call people out, it's like, it's, I hate having to do it, but it has been resonating, which makes me feel, you know, okay. Like maybe this isn't such a bad thing, but I feel like removing the sense of morality from like when people are being judgmental because of the like this like terrible preconceived notion of some of the things that many people exhibit but in their minds they associate those things with being a bad person and because they're not a bad person like you know they like <laughs> They don't see, and we all do this. I think we're all victims of this. Like we all sometimes fail to see the ways that, you know, we might be perceived as like obnoxious or annoying or, you know, anything less than perfection. <laughs> but that's such an unrealistic thing to hold ourselves to. And I know we all do it because I think it's like, honestly, I personally attribute this to a lot of capitalism ideology 
because it puts a value on what you're able to do and that's what the thing is is like it constantly asks like are you the best and if you're not the best then it's like well you have to be trying to be the best and then it doesn't like i don't know it like the value isn't shouldn't be you know what's your value <laughs> like what's your monetary or fiscal value but more so like are you doing the things that you want to be and i think i think that's one of the things that i'm really realizing that as i've been getting like been thinking more about a lot of these different little tidbits and where they come from is that they it's a societal problem it is a larger than you know oh my you know parents did x y and z when i was younger or because you know where where did they learn it and i know we have grown that way but also maybe recognizing this pattern and saying hey maybe as a society we need to rethink some of the ways we handle things maybe as a society we need to rethink some of the ways that we value you know what we value maybe putting things like people's health and well-being at the center you know what for what reason do you need to feel that your simple existence is you know not valuable unless you are being useful oh i hate that i hate that whole mindset because you're like it, it immediately allows you to diminish it, someone else's existence and I, and I think like one of the fears for the people who like buy into the system is like you know they view people as being lazy or taking advantage because you know it creates this whole distrust in one another we can't look at each other as being fellow human beings all trying to survive and, you know, figuring out ways to create like really cool things for everyone because we're so worried about, you know, making sure that we have what we want and to do that, we have to like, you know, buy into the system, but collectively we also have the power to not buy into the system. And that's hard. It's hard when, you know, the system uses fear your own fear of existing like like dying against you which i think is like crime <laughs> like that's criminal <laughs> to use somebody's like shelter and access to food access to health care like survival like survival things like the bare like what feels like sometimes the bare necessities to exists and it shows it shows because when you have those things you're less stressed and there's a reason why like the most like the least stressed people are the people who are like middle class <laughs> you know they have what they need to be happy and they're not stressed about all of the responsibility that comes with like running the massive end side of like capitalistic empires <laughs> and all of that power and decision making in one person like we don't need that you don't need that stress we can also disperse it allow people to like you know try and develop systems where we don't need that like you you don't need to take on that much as one person we could we could create a system in that manner i think that we're just so afraid that like 
like what like it's one of two thoughts for me it's like we're either so afraid because it means giving up like everything that people know which is really fucking hard and in my opinion maybe this is me being an optimist the more likely of the two or you know the conspiracy theorist side of things <laughs> is that like somebody realizes there's not enough for everyone that we've passed that critical point which would be really sad and really fucked up if you uh do understand and realize that um if that is the case then you know that's a that's a really hard conversation and maybe that scares you to have that conversation uh for fear of how the public might view that <laughs> i guess that's a very scary thought <laughs> But I don't, but like having interacted with so many people, obviously there's been a lot of people who have not like lived up to it, but I think like most of us are just trying to like live, trying to, you know, do things that make us happy and try and find our way in this world and make the most of it. I think the only time that people truly start to like take advantage is when the system has so grossly failed them. I think that's when people really, you know, lean on the parts that society have deemed like, you know, criminal or unacceptable. I think it's because the system has failed them. I view that as a system failure. Gosh, this has gone such in a wild direction. Because, <laughs> like, you know, if those people were being provided for, like, for what reason would they realistically turn to these things? I don't think, like, I think, like, truly sinister people, like, maybe they come about, like, in terms of, like, sociopaths who don't, like, have that feeling in them you know maybe there is a serious chemical imbalance that they don't experience empathy or something but even then like even then like i think that you know the world of mental health is showing us that there might be ways of you know finding methods to like help with that and not like treating it as like not treating people as like problems, but at, it's like people and human beings who have their own unique experience that they're going through. I don't know. Maybe that's really pie in the sky and maybe that I need to be more critical and realistic with that. And that's a whole lot of optimism. But, you know, there's some there's some a good amount of cream to be added, I guess. <laughs> a little a spoonful of sugar, I suppose oh i don't know i just like to i feel like at the very least the system now isn't really working is it people are constantly at ends with one another i hear more people who say that they're disgruntled at the very at the bare fucking minimum most people are like seem like they don't even have hope in humanity every, anymore like they do, but they don't. Like they don't trust others. But that, you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't trust a stranger. And maybe that's like a naivety, like in my own part, like I'm sitting here being naive. Could be the case, could be the case. But I th like, as I said, like, I think that like part of the distrust is what also 
you know, keeps the system going because it stops you from being able to relate and understand and come together as people because you're not seeing, you're never seeing eye to eye. Agree to disagree means that we are on opposite sides of the field when there is literally no game being played and there is like this, this isn't a fight. Like this isn't one side is right and one side is wrong. This is, you know, far bigger and far greater than any of that. <laughs> But people act like it's their favorite sports team rather than, you know, this is the thing that influences generations to come. What other people will have to experience, what we all leave behind. Sometimes I think that like when we put that into words, that's like, that helps. What the fuck? Oh, that's my fault. I forgot to silence my phone. Oh my God, that scared the hell out of me. <sighs> One notification. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. But as I was saying, I think that sometimes putting like concepts like that into words and expressing it and discussing it in that manner, like hopefully helps people break down these walls. Like put break down like the barriers we put the reasons we find to not see one another as human beings, which is really fucking sad. I think that's the saddest thing is that like 2000 something, like longer than that. So much fucking longer than that. Like thousands and thousands of years. And one of the things that to this day, humans can't figure out is how to get along. And we find every reason to put, to put like things between one another. The superiority thing, I think, is, like, the biggest driving force, though. <laughs> like, the the need to feel superior. <laughs> and it's instilled for, in people from, like, in one of two ways. Like, I feel like it's either trying to prove yourself after, like, being told you're not... Or being told that you're special and then treating people like they're not. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. think that family favoritism plays a big role in that what is the word for that is it nepotism nepotism probably plays a big role in that <laughs> sometimes i really feel like that like i think that sometimes nepotism does play a role in that because you know like even like for the people you've spent so much time around and you've been told like things about like you know it, it dictates and weighs a lot in like how you see the world and maybe you do change like little things here or there you don't listen to everything but 
you know, there's reasons why people still try like when it comes to family and still like put things forth when it comes to family. I think that has potentially a lot to do with it. You know, that like heavy weight system Jess was telling me recently, someone had mentioned to her, like my, um, my relationship with my father got so much better when I realized he's just a guy. I was like, wow. You know, putting putting everyone in that same field of just being a human and allowing them their imperfections, that would really help me to, like, you know, look at some things in a new light. Try and, like, put some things down. I still don't know if I could ever, like, come to terms with how, like, certain things that have happened be, like, in the sense that, like, I think there is a healthy way to view something as not being okay, but also moving forward from it. And I think that's where I'm at with some of the things is what I'm realizing. And I'm allowing myself to kind of like put the mask in the closet, which is the kind of like the happy note of all this, (laughs) at least in what, like what I've been thinking through and what I've been like experiencing. I think I'm really like starting to like, come to terms with that and treat kind of everyone just as people and equally and not like remove some of those biases and check all of that. And I think that has allowed me to also hold new space for people in their own growth and also communicate when certain people are not at, or like crossing boundaries and like not really hitting all the boxes which really strikes something for me. You know, recently, um, one of the things my mom has like said to me in the past is like she feels like she has to walk on eggshells because she doesn't know, like she doesn't want to offend people or she doesn't know what to say in certain situations. I'm like, just treat them, like just treating people as people. Like you don't have to be on eggshells. You don't have to worry about like every little thing. You just have to be receptive to people like sharing their experience and being understanding like when people are saying certain things and like checking and like thinking about things, being open to being critical of yourself. Not like the word, the only time I think that people truly fail is when they stop having that mentality. When they are when you if you are ever finding yourself saying that I couldn't possibly have been wrong. And I know like saying that out loud in that manner sounds like, well, obviously, like who would ever act that way? But sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't see ourselves as being wrong and it blinds us to the fact that, you know, it's not so much that like, you know, the intention wasn't good or that you weren't or you were trying to do something bad like no we don't like it's not you being an evil person it's just like you know maybe the way you did something isn't rubbing well with that person's personal experience having that level of understanding that hey this thing with this person isn't cool and like maybe hearing their experience and why the reasons they think about it allows you to be like wow after hearing that, you know, you're right. I don't really, you know, like that. Maybe, maybe you find yourself changing that. Maybe you find yourself growing. Or maybe you, know, you, you disagree and 
you kind of move separate ways. There's this very human like thing. And I, I think that's like a very human and okay thing. I think the problem is, is we view it as like, oh, now someone like thinks I'm a bad person. Am I a bad person? And like puts everything into question. It doesn't have to be that. Obviously, if you're being like deliberately harmful and you are belittling people and being hateful towards people and thinking less of them for certain things, like that's not okay. Like that is never okay. You you can't you can't sit there like everyone allowing themselves to be themselves means that you can't sit there and think that your way of living is any better than anyone else's. I think that's where like a lot of the other stuff comes from is like this like trying to put people in places or like oh just like no growth no 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 adapt no adaptability no learning like buying into this whole historical cycle of I don't know, like <laughs> trying to be better than everyone else. Like, how about you just be better than you yesterday? <laughs> Fuck being better than like, like other people. Just how about you start there? That feels so common sense sometimes. And I can't even, like, and I'm not even saying, like, I'm perfect or that I don't fall victim to this, because I do. But that's also the thing that, like, makes me understanding of it even more are the times when, you know, I'm not my best self. I'm, I'm recognizing that I still have room to grow. Because that is the only way that I will grow. And I let, and I don't know, allowing everyone to have that, allowing everyone to, you know, experience that. But also if you are growing, like one of the things that like I've come to term with is that, you know, there are probably people who I wasn't my best self with at a point in my life. I think that I've come a long way, hopefully, <laughs> but you know, they didn't have to stick around to see that day. I didn't have to do that for other people. You know, there's certain friends who, and certain people in my life who I just simply, you know, I don't wish them ill because that's fucked up, but I just, you know, things between us are still in my memory and will still come up and still bug me and it make me feel some sort of way and for like for that reason like I just simply don't wish to see them I don't and like I I hope that they grew I hope I hope that they are living the best version of their lives and they were able to you know find it within themselves to grow from that trauma that they caused I hope that, like, that's the most, like, I can hope for, honestly. 
I think that sometimes we need to have that level of understanding for one another in how we move about life in general. It's hard though, because I think that, you know, the worry is, is that, you know, once again, getting back to that distrust is that somebody's just like taking advantage of that and never actually growing and changing. And you know what? That's on them. You, 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 you can't, <laughs> you, you can't change that for them. I think though that like holding, you know, these discussions, vocalizing this, being more vocal and one thing is, is like teaching people to be more communicative, like actually having discussions, you know, saying how they're feeling and handling it in a more mature manner of, oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, we all have feelings. Like it's okay that you're going through that. I hear you. And you know, this is just having a discussion, being open to that. And that's one of the things I've been really trying to be um, more vocal about. Been able to do that, like, even with my brother and saying, like, yo, like, homie, like, the way you interact with me is not cool. Like, this is how I do things. If you're not going to do that, like, that's like fine like I just am not going to be seeing you like and that might sound like an attack or an ultimatum to you but it's just simply for my best interest and my happiness and my mental health oh it's hard though it, it, it's hard especially when you you know you do want that it's not like you don't want the relationship you do it's just that you know, you're realizing that the relationship is toxic sludge in your oasis. It is pollution <laughs> to your atmosphere. You know, you've, you've grown, you've uh, had your own experience. You have your own thoughts about things. You have your own way of viewing the world that's uniquely yours. And that's the big reason like to come together too is, you know, nothing was ever done. Hey, what up peeps? Yo, what's up, Aaron with two A's? How's it going? <laughs> How's it hanging? Welcome in. Yo, thank you for joining the hype squad. <laughs> I'm going off on a motherfucking tangent. <laughs> Welcome to Discussions Unknown. This is um my podcast that I host. Um, I have no idea where these are going to go or what we're going to talk about, but... Woo! <laughs> Not too bad, yo. How are you? I'm I'm big chilling. I'm big chilling. I'm uh just kind of relating a lot of what I've been feeling over graduation and my education and relating it to a lot of different things and having some like talks about it. I'm guess I guess I'm here for episode three then. You are you are here for episode three. This is uh the third installment. I've been doing a podcast like surrounding multiple, you know, hard to talk about conversations or topics and bringing them up to have more diverse ideas and thoughts and just holding a safe space where people can talk about them and learn and, you know, think about things. Um, 
Because I think that's how we grow as people. And I think it's uh, really important to have those discussions, to bring people in. And, you know, the only way we're going to become, you know, the best version of everything is if we all come together to think about it and have our inputs added. This is so dope. I just recently got into podcasts. Oh, hells yeah. Hells yeah. I have really started to understand the direction I want. So you are getting in when I am just kind of like really feeling my groove. Because as I said, I've been doing it for about a year now. But it really took me like a year to understand like what it is I want to create content in podcasting. And what it is is this. It's discussions unknown. It's coming on here, you know, talking about my experiences in life and what it's been making me think about and taking a more, you know, critical and analytical approach to thoughts and feelings and experiences and hopefully relating them in a way that people can understand and appreciate and, you know, hopefully, you know, get some of their own thoughts and inputs rolling and <laughs> hells yeah. What have been some of the podcasts, though, um, that have really been drawing you in? Because I've been, like, I really enjoy podcasts. Um, someone in my life um, once got me into them, and I really like the human sharing aspect of it. I really, really enjoy hearing people's, like, uh, accounts or thoughts or what they're getting into and stuff. I got into some of JRE, LOL. Uh, I am not familiar with JRE, and, but I'm sure like you're, you might say it and then I'll be like, oh, wow, that should have been obvious. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And tonight, though, I've been really going off on one about, like, being a person. Oh, the Joe Rogan experience. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, I'm familiar with Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, he is a wild individual. And I, I think Joe Rogan, if anyone has embodied eccentricity, it might be him. Um. I haven't listened to enough of his stuff to have a serious opinion one way or the other. So I will say that. I, don't have, <laughs> I just, I do understand who Joe Rogan is. <laughs> I just don't know enough of him to like have formed a critical or serious opinion. There's a lot of stuff like that for me. Like people will bring it up and Oh. The ones that I um really enjoy is there's a podcast um called Ancestral Knowledge um which is a native rain podcast uh sharing like cultural ancestry knowledge and experiences and talking about them um through a sense of like like it is more like spiritual leaning even though i am like fully atheist but i do like to hear some of like the historical tie-ins that they uh, branch into and that they 
um mention and then there was one um i can't remember it's it's a mental health one but it's not like like it's just like people's experiences and sharing them and like what they've gone through with their own mental health journeys i really enjoy that um as someone who deals with mental health issues well i shouldn't say issue mental health um daily because i am someone who deals with severe depression anxiety and adhd um it, it is interesting to hear other people's like ways of you know working through that what they've gone through and you know i i really enjoy the the approach because it's very much this, this just something assured it's an it's an anonymous session um the host just reads through a lot of the stories and it's really cool yeah mental health is a lot man it absolutely is um and sometimes and there's a lot of times where um the discussions here even talk about that because as i said like one of the things that i'm trying to relate to here is is that is the human experience and i think that I think that on some level, you know, mental health is an important talk for everyone. Even even if you don't deal with it, you deal with it in knowing people who deal with it, right? And there is a sense of like, you know, weight that comes with that. There is a there is check-ins that you have to have with yourself when you are dealing with other people's mental health and you know or are surrounded by it or you know impacted by it i think that's a very so i think that everyone has to have like real discussion about that and real experiences with that and what it looks like and yeah because as i said like for me mental health is everything like personally i've always found it so hard to even speak about like how i feel and stuff you know, that's like a lot of what I've been dealing with in this recent month is really putting away what I call my mask of what I give people and being more vocal and honest about what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing and, you know, allowing people to share with me, you know, their thoughts and ideas and what they're, you know, what it is, the reasons that they do the things they do and What's been really cool is just the, I feel like it's opened up so many things in my life. It has opened up, it, like it continues to open up. The more I have just allowed myself to be a person, the more other people are allowed to be people and, you know, we're able to share and understand and care for one another. And I think that's the only way to care for one another because, you know, if you never understand what a person's going through or what a person's thinking, and I, and I say this genuinely, like a great example is recently, you know, my partner was telling me about how they really enjoyed playing with a certain type of person when they were gaming because the person would just authentically just share little tidbits and they would explain like their thought process. They would always be explaining and that explanation, you know, allows you to hear and understand when a person, because, you know, if we're understanding one another, we're not having issues, right? We're vibing. We're vibing. We're on the same frequency, you know, we, we get it. And, but when that understanding isn't there, you know, that uncertainty, all of that stuff, it, you know, it's that disconnect. It, it stops allowing us to, you know, understand and like, that's that. 
that is crazy hard. And when the communication isn't there and hearing like the thoughts that go into it, you're left with your thoughts, which are just assumptions of what they of what that person's doing. And we love assuming the worst. We love it. We love, love, love assuming the worst of people. And it's because we remember the worst. And I think that's so true for all of us. Like, you know, the memories that impact us the most are those times where we were, you know, <laughs> of people at not their best. Those are those are the easy ones to remember. Because it's usually surrounded with something that's, you know, scary to our well-being. It's a time where we like reflect and are like, fuck, that could have really messed us up. <laughs> and sometimes it's so hard to reach an understanding with someone, whether that be an argument or debate. You know, so on that note, like that's one of the biggest things that I hold here is this isn't an argument or a debate. You know, this isn't me versus you, right versus wrong. We're fucking people. We're all fucking people with our own experiences. And sorry, not to attack you. This is not personal. This is just my personal like frustration with like, you know, we're not here to we're not here to fight. Like, there's no weapons, put them down, okay? This doesn't have to be, you know, a standoff between the three Spider-Mans. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. Like, this is, this is feelings. This is human experience. We all go through it. You have your own experiences, your own things that you have gone through that make your view yours. And there is a level of understanding in that that you can have with everybody. You can decide, hey, I'm going to put our differences aside and genuinely hear what you have to say and the reasons you have to say it. And then that person needs to be doing the same for you. And I get it. You know, some people are have shown that they want to be stubborn, that, you know, they're it's my way or the highway. Well, you know, that is a shit mentality. I'm sorry. You know, that that's... That is your hill to stand on. Also, what's up, Mako? Welcome in. Beans. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to get you a sound bite for when you come in. It's just going to be beans. <laughs> Nothing else, just beans. That's exactly how it's going to sound, by the way. Um, And yeah, so when it comes to like that... Whew. Pizza for me always liked it. <laughs> Hells yeah. I'm a big fan of pizza. I'm looking forward though. So this has been my new my new thing because pizza for me, I love pizza. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but as a vegan, there are some very terrible vegan pizzas that are just not pizza. I'm sorry. Your vegan cheese is garbo and I hate it. However, I look forward to concocting hopefully a delightful like recreation of some of my favorite pizzas one of those being is a pierogi pizza <laughs> it's it's horrible for your health but divine <laughs> potato cheese pierogi pizza oh god 
so fucking insane. Sounds amazing. It is amazing. And I'm going to and I'm going to veganize the fuck out of it. Also, for all you vegan haters out there, come at me. <laughs> I'm not even trying to make you a vegan. I'm just trying to enjoy my food, bitches. <laughs> Is it hard finding vegan options to you? It's honestly fun finding vegan options because two things. One, vegan options have become more and more available. Um, it has made me disgruntled with restaurants that choose to not have vegan options with how readily available they are. I understand that as a business, you want to, you don't want to carry something if it's not like, you know, being on demand, which is cool. Like I get that part of it. So I'm understanding. I will say like, so when I travel, it's very easy. Like if I'm traveling somewhere, it's a big city. I can find something very easily and I live in a bigger city. So for me, it's not too bad. Like I can find options relatively easy. The other thing is, is like a lot of my, a lot of the time, like I prefer to cook. Um, that is fun to me. I enjoy cooking and I enjoy like finding ways to recreate like some of my favorite dishes as vegan because like, like, oh my God, the worst thing I hear is when people are like, why do you want to make it taste like meat? It's like, bitch, no one hates meat. I mean, sure, maybe there are people who hate meat, but that's not my issue. My issue is, you know, all of the animal cruelty and destruction to the environment, okay? Like, I'm sorry. I feel that way about those things. It's a personal thing to me. It has nothing to do with you. If you feel personally attacked by me saying these things, then maybe it's because you probably agree to some degree with what I'm saying. And maybe you do feel bad for the animals or the environment, but you don't want to give up what tastes good. And you know what? You have to come with to terms with that on a personal level. I can't do that for you. But I'm not here to like force you to change. <laughs> um... I'm going to continue to try and like fight for those things regardless. And the, uh, and anyways, that's getting a bit off track. Um, yes, I find it very easy and, um, actually surprisingly, I find being vegan relatively affordable depending on how I go about my shopping. If I go about my shopping, trying to get like the ready made vegan options, that is very expensive. And don't get me wrong, like the ready-made shit tastes great. So I understand like why people go for it, but you don't have to. Like you can buy bricks of tofu and make your own meals with that. Or you can, you know, buy the ingredients and make it yourself and the cook. And the, but that takes time. So like that's the trade-off. You know, if you're going to be vegan and you're on a budget, then there is going to be a time trade-off in cooking. And that is hard. Yeah, the ready-made stuff here costs so much. It, it is expensive. It is. But the other thing I tell people is, you know, if you're going out and buying, like, nothing but, like, good cuts of meat or, like, prime choices. Like, and that's why no one eats meat all the time. Like, realistically, if you meet, if you eat meat a lot, I find it hard. You're either buying stuff that I think is, like kind of gnarly and totally part of the problem 
or you're paying a lot of money for like stuff that's worth your money like health wise even because obviously the stuff that's like really fatty or really like animal farmed like it's super cheap because they mass produce that shit but they also you know like pack it full of garbage so i feel like the health benefits are lacking there you know so a lot of the times you know if you're going to be healthy you're already like moving into that vegan vegetarian realm where you're looking at fresh produce whole foods so you know in that regard i also find it like relatively available because fresh produce and whole foods are very accessible at least where i'm at you know they're not the most expensive thing because you know there's local farmers markets that do decently well there are some that are super expensive if you go to but you can also just go to the supermarket where that stuff is mass produced and you know made at a more reasonable price there's nothing wrong with that like i go to aldi's i know that i know that that produce is definitely coming from somewhere very far away and that's not great for the environment. I wish we were more local. And I've been trying to be. It's just, you know, the local thing and the minimalization thing, that is a very expensive thing. Those are those are very costly things. Minimalizing things, not so much, but local can be. Local can be harsh. And it's because the farmers have to compete. You know, the farmers have to compete with the massive corporations. So there is a cost offset. And, you know, that's what the massive corporations, you know, kind of take advantage of. And I'm not saying, like, you know, anything wrong. Like, in the current world that we live in, that is a very real business practice is to take advantage of the fact that small businesses have to offset the fact that they can't cheaply produce a shitload of stuff by charging you more for what is hopefully more quality. Oh, yeah, the food industry is rough. Yeah, it doesn't help that there were companies that like Monsanto's that literally drove farmers into the ground by the most bullshit means I've ever heard of. That is, that is like a really sickening thing is that a company like could sue you for finding crops on your property. It's like, bruh, by the simple like fact the wind blew your seeds onto my land, your crop could be there. I didn't steal your seeds, but you know, corruption. Yo, what's up, Ossifrag? Happy New Year. How's it hanging? How's it hanging? Oh, gosh, darn. Like, <sighs> to me, that is so one of the grossest things that the business world has done is really instilled a level of distrust in people. I hate that shit. They have literally shown that, like, they can't be trusted. And it's like, wow, you are really making it awful for a lot of people. <laughs> for yourself. But hey, you know, gotta look out for number one. <laughs> There's such a balance to that, though. Like, yes, you know, take care of yourself. 
That is important. You should always take care of yourself, but not at the expense of other people. There is a balance. If you are taking advantage of others, yo, you eat, you ultimately aren't taking care of yourself. That's how I feel. You are, you are ultimately, you might in your lifetime be making things good for yourself, but you're ultimately making things like very bad. And I think that at some point, like humanity will have to feel the repercussions of those actions, which is, which is pretty fucked up. Pretty good. Hope you're good. I am actually feeling really good today. Um, I feel like I am really learning to accept myself and vocalize my feelings and my experience and allowing myself to be a realistic human. <laughs> I think that I was really getting in a funk for a while that I wasn't allowing myself to be that. I wasn't allowing myself to, you know, feel the things I was feeling. And it was, you know, I, I, I definitely feel that I was overlooking certain things because of other things in my life with like graduation happening, the stress of like transitioning out of school into hopefully a job soon. And just, you know, a lot of that and just not, you know, connecting with some of the other parts of me, you know, forgetting to, you know, be mindful of other things I might be feeling or experiencing. And, you know, because I was diminishing or putting those on, like, not as the priority, you know, I wasn't focused on certain aspects and, you know, I wasn't, wasn't listening in certain ways. So, but I definitely feel like, today was a good day in that regard in you know re connecting to some of those different aspects and feeling those and you know coming on to discussions unknown and getting to share some of those things with you getting to relate some of those things with you and then you know as i said like it's hard it's really hard to express sometimes how you're feeling because you know, there's been people who let us down or have not been so kind to like hearing our feelings and, you know, it makes it hard to open up because then we're like, wow, well, you know, I don't, I don't have a place here. I don't have space to be who I am. And so you end up just bottling it right to, to, to accommodate that other person, which is like, uh, that's one thing like I've really come to terms with because you know what I've realized in life is that if they're not you know showing me that they're going to accommodate my feelings then why am I accommodating theirs like why am I holding this space for them to be that person that is actively hurting me and when I could allow them to be that person and just not in my life once again though like this is more on you know personal like act, like i actually i feel like this is <laughs> i said so many things but obviously this is like the only exception is being hateful towards other people which i think is not allowing space like it's not allowing that level of understanding of people being people you know that hate is saying like no you have to conform to what i think is right and what i think because I need to be validated in what I do. That's what it sounds like to me. You know, that's where I think a lot of people come from it, when it comes to like hateful shit. Like that's what it reeks of is 
everything in my view has to be right because if i'm not right i'm wrong and if i'm wrong i'm a bad person and i know that i'm not a bad person when like none of that fucking matters like you are actively hurting person what does it matter if you're right or wrong if someone gets hurt doesn't really seem like it's a good form of logic And I think that we, uh, you know, need to be understanding of people, need to be open to listening, hearing, maybe even being critical of like, you know, being critical of ourselves is so important. And the other thing is, is like, one of the things I heard recently from someone who was like kind of expressing some of the stuff like in their own feelings is that like, oh, other people do this, this and this or oh, other, but like, OK, yeah, you know what? There are going to be people who actively choose no matter how like caring and compassionate and great of a space you make that don't want to take part of it. And they want to actively choose to judge people and be, you know, petty and hateful and awful. And, you know, you don't have to be there for their journey. You don't, you don't need to change them. If they're, if they're hurting people, we as a society just have to deal with that. Like, I think that's where stuff like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like there's something like I feel that has happened to that person. I don't know if that's, as I said, me being optimistic, but there has to be a way of like handling that because there's some of the stuff that I like catch coming through timelines and stuff. And that stuff, like in the extreme situations, yeah, the extreme situation, there's, like... And it's because of actions. Like, if it's come to an action, there's consequences. There's consequences of action. I'm not saying devoid of consequences. Like, if you do something, you know, there's going to be consequences. There's going to be, you know, ways of handling that, as always. I think that people, like, are worried that in, like, a world where... We try to be understanding, we try to be, you know, there for people and allow them space to learn and grow that somehow, like, you know, people are going to abuse that. And I think there will be, sure, you know, there will be people that abuse it, but I like to think that the people who are trying to abuse that are, like, so far few <laughs> between. I think though that we're making it less and less that I think that's like, that's the other thing is like how it is now doesn't have to be like a representation of like what it could be if we start to change some of these things. I, do, I think that if we as a society and as people try to be more understanding and like coming together and like putting aside differences and everything and just saying, Hey, let's just be fucking humans out here. You know, the, the world of tomorrow 
doesn't look like today there won't be those like what if this because there's like yo what if like we try and change things and it's actually fucking phenomenal like could go either way sure you know maybe maybe we fault and you know we try something new and it ain't it but that's not the end of the world like it just means we have to keep trying (laughs) you know You know, maybe we do mess up. But we've been messing up for, like, centuries. That's the thing that, like, kills me. Is like, why not be open to trying new things and, like, recognizing, damn, you know what? Hey, I thought this was the way, but I was misled. This this ain't it. You right. I'm hearing you. It makes sense what you're saying. Like, cool. Move forward. Let's try Let's try uh, version 2.0, version 3.0, 4.0, whatever it takes to get to. And you know what? There potentially is never a perfect version because we're all human and, that, and part of humanity is like part of life. Some level of unfairness in existence. And I don't mean in the unfairness in like treating people unfairly. You know, it's the other stuff. It's the stuff that's just outside of human control as we go about existing. That, you know, we don't have a solid, like, explanation and to tell you, like, why this, this, and this happened. I don't think there will ever be an explanation for, like, a lot of things. However, I do think that we can come together as people and find better ways to do things. I think we can try our best to, you know make the world as cool of a place for everyone. Hopefully. <laughs> Once again, this might be my optimistic side showing. I'm sure there and I and I like that's the thing. Like I know there are days where that seems like not the case. It seems harder than others because you know, the world has a fun way of like showing you people who just you know, probably have had a series of experiences that really put them in a place where they just don't give a fuck anymore. They want to get their own and get out. And that really sucks to me that like, as I said, that is so sad that like the world more likely than not, like gave you an environment that did that where you just don't give a fuck. Because that is a weird way to be to me. I feel like a lot of people are scared of change too. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Change is scary, you know? It means... And, and it's because of how much we buy into unspoken languages. You know, we buy into a lot of, like, patterns. We buy into a lot of, like, thinking we know the way the world is. And, like, thinking we know things, you know? And, 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 and like when it comes to life things and like, it's always changing. It's always changing. Everything is always changing. I think like, that's the thing that we're never taught is that, you know, the world is a changing place that you have to be open to change. You have to look at yourself and say, Hey, you know, 
am I being the best me that I can be? Am I listening to people when they tell me that I am causing them trouble? And I think some of these things, you know, we do get taught, you know, we do get taught some of our insecurities about the world, about some of the ways we feel, because, you know, until we're taught those insecurities and, and they're passed on, right? There are things that were that certain people were made to feel by other people. And then they pass those on because now, you know, they know they, they've learned that lesson. They want to make sure that you don't have to go through what they went through. And they impart upon you a certain insecurity that they they experienced. I, I, like I've been guilty of this, you know, because some like we root our advice in what we know. Every we we advise people like when people you know come for advice, you know, our advice is always going to be the things that we've heard or the things that we've learned, and, and that's because that's all we have access to. That is just our experience our knowledge that's all we can give and maybe we've learned from other people on how to give experience you know we've we've heard ways and you know that makes us you know more capable of like handling certain situations but there are limitations to that you know what worked for you might not work for everyone and you know that's why i think that like change and growth and understanding art should be like such a central part of our experience and our you know, education and what we know as people is we should be able to talk about feelings. We should be able to come together and, you know, have mature discussion, even from a young age. Like, like what's wrong about being open to talking to one another, being able to say, hey, like as a person, I hear you, I understand, go through whatever it is you need to go through. If you need someone to talk to, I can talk to you. And just realizing that, you know, that that's the quintessential part. That's the quintessential part. We can figure everything else out. Because once those things are being met, that's when we're our most capable. That's when we're our most productive. We get to be, you know, our happiest self and do the things that we want to do because, you know, we're being allowed to feel. We're allowed to experience. We're allowed to exist and when those things are taken away, we're left with like everything else. We're left with ourselves to make what we feel. And like, that's all of the insecurities we've ta been taught. They come out because now we're assuming everything. And when we assume things, it's usually like, oh my gosh, this is happening all over again because you're relating it to your experience, right? It's hard to, it's, it's really, really hard to approach things with, you know, a fresh, a fresh pair of eyes, treat it as a genuinely new experience to forget, you know, the, the subtle things you've been taught from other people, because when they show, especially when they show up consistently, we, you know, patterns, we love patterns, you know, patterns are, are guilt to us, you know, right? Like. We buy into patterns. We see a pattern and we're like, I know what's happening here. <laughs> because, you know, the past, you know, 12 times, that's what we've experienced. Oh, but getting away from that. 
I've started to notice I have been able to get away from that with people as I've allowed myself to be a person, as I've allowed myself to be and allowed myself to, you know, do the things that I want to and find people who, you know, accommodate those things. And I'm not saying like limiting myself to like experiences or other thing, other people or voices or thoughts or ideas. It's just more so finding people who respect each other, like from the rip, finding people who are open to listening, finding people who are open to talking and those things. I think those things are what have really driven me to where I find myself because, you know, it's the people who don't listen that I, I just find so hard to be around. And like, cause I'm not being heard. I'm not being like, my feelings aren't being felt. There's no space for me. There's there like, there's no place at the table for me. Because your environment isn't accommodating of that. Or maybe your environment looks at me in a certain fashion. And, it, and it's one that's rooted in hate or resentment or like I, like I am problematic to you. And if you're treating me as a problem, then like obviously I'm going to make myself scarce. You've told me you don't want me here. Okay. Okay. I don't have to be here. But maybe there's something like, I, I don't know, like that's a whole nother discussion. Like, that, that, that's like, that's the big thing, right? Like, you don't want me here. I don't have to be here. Where people who are open to hearing other things and are open to growing, you know, give me those people all fucking day. I want people who are trusting. I want people who make me feel safe to be around them and open up to and be a goddamn person and you know have my ups and downs and the whole the whole package the whole like and you know it's and like i get it like there are going to be days where you might not be able to be there for me you don't you might not have the spoons that day and that's totally cool but i want people who you know are aware of themselves in that way as well like that's part of it i want people who are able to come as they are yo what's up jane by the way i almost forgot can we get a shout out for the wonderful egg y'all i'm so bad at the shouts. <laughs> uh, ah found ya yo how's it going jane it's good to see you again i hope you are well tonight happy new year Oh, so yeah, I want people who are open to understanding that people are people and do not have like, and they have space They're they're because they're in tune with themselves and they're in tune with the world. They have some level of understanding that there is a balance and that they're going to go through their own ups and downs and be their own person day to day. And that, you know, Especially in the world of social media. I think that's one of the things that I've been finding exceptionally cool about social media is that the people in our orbit can instantly like check in and we can just like, 
you know, have our little like mood symbols or little like, like I like Twitter. I'm on there. Have our little tweets to say like, damn, really in the feels. I'm just going to sign off. If anyone needs me, I will get back to you when I do. Deuces. (laughs) Like, I love that shit. View class. I, if you class identify crisis and complete mental breakdown is okay. I'd say I'm fine. You know, I'm sorry uh, to hear that you were still going through that and not as like a sense of like, just like, dang, I understand how rough and hard that can be to deal with. And I wish you the best and that I am here for you if you need to open up and talk about any of that. Welcome to the podcast, by the way. I actually think you were here for the last podcast. I think that's actually the day you came in is potentially on one of the podcast days. So you already know about the podcast or you don't know about the podcast. And I'm just making all this shit up because my memory is uh, fuzzy at times. (laughs) That's one thing I'm so insecure about is my memory is when I don't remember things. Or when I'm unsure about things, I'm like, dang. Or I'll forget things. Super insecure. Makes me feel like such a chotch. <laughs> and there's no reason to feel that way. It's just like <laughs> me putting, me kicking myself for no reason. Oh, I feel like I have been all over the place and kind of in a funk and not really recognizing that I've been in a funk. That's been a lot of the discussion tonight, Jane, is uh, kind of allowing myself to be a human and reconnecting with some of the things that I was putting to the side because I was feeling stressed from other things and just a whole whirlwind of a situation and, you know, opening up and like relating some of that, that like, yeah, things have not been the greatest today though i felt like i got to pull myself out of the funk a little um mainly because i've just been really accepting and expressing of myself and today marked a really cool point in that i feel like i got to express myself to my partner and i've been expressing myself to other people in my life and just allowing them to hear how I'm feeling and allow them to make the decisions that they will make and, you know, give me information about where I'm going to be. About five minutes after New Year's, I just broke. You know, it, it, it happens. It happens. I, you know, I don't know exactly what you're dealing with or what you're going through, but at the very least, I... You know, wish you all of the best in healing with that. And as I said, I'm here for you. Like, I, I, I understand, like, mental health stuff can be really hard. And it can really feel like, you know, overwhelming at times. So... I might not understand, but I is here for a Jane. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. You want to go by private, though. You want to go by private. What's up, private? Sorry. Momentary lapse of memory. Apologies, friend. 
I just remembered that last time you let us know that you are you want to kind of stick to private until you figure some of that stuff out which totally sorry if I triggered anything or made you feel some sort of way apologies I will try to do better <laughs> Jane Pat. God damn it, Private Pat. <laughs> Private Pat sounds hilarious. <laughs> sure, Pat. Oh, it's a sure Pat. I thought that could have been in one of your emotes. Oh. The hol like holidays and New Year's can be such like a stressful time. Like as a, like for me, this has been a stressful time. I don't like New Year's in particular isn't like a big one. It is and it isn't for like, but they're for different reasons. The holidays are hard because it's the eternal struggle of wanting to be close to my family and then not wanting to have or have anything to do with them. <laughs> and it's just like, part of me wants to like, so like, there's a part of me who's like, seeing them listen and hear me out and change things and think about things and like being that for them feels like you know very cool to like start to be heard because i've been treating them as people and being like you know what what if instead of like putting them on this pedestal i was just like y'all are humans be humans and they were like Yo, that's so relieving to hear. Like, yeah, I am a human. I totally hear you and understand that. And it's like, wow, that's weird. Okay, I've never experienced this in my life before. That's a whole set of feelings. But anyways, that's like totally, un that's totally my thing and not your thing. Sorry to make it about me. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, this whole time of year, I feel like can be like, especially for mental health people, like such a weird time. Or people who are dealing with like sexual orientation stuff and other things or, you know, sometimes you know, we're not, not everyone is getting to celebrate a very, hey, yeah, like party mentality, you know, but we do, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, the this time of year doesn't have to be anything. You don't have to hold yourself to those expectations. You don't have to be anything. You can just be. You can just vibe in your own existence. And maybe that's hard right now. Maybe that is what the roughness is. And maybe that isn't feeling like as easy as other days. And, you know, that's cool too. In my case, Christmas is when I see my cousins who are f about 46 times more successful in every way. Yeah. And it makes me feel completely insignificant. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. If people are basing their value on their success in life or where they're at and devaluing your experience because of it, you know, get out of there. I have been around far too many people who do that and it's gross. Like my value is not based on like what your value system is. 
I might have a whole different value system of what I think is important and what I find to make my happiness work. That might not be yours. It, and that's cool. Like, you know what, if you're like for the people who are successful and thriving in that, like, cool. Like, I'm happy that you found success and happiness in what you're doing and what you're making of. But don't make it about like putting other people down. Don't make it about taking advantage of other people or comparing yourself. Like this isn't a comparison. I'm a whole ass different person with a whole ass experience that is my own. It's not yours. It's not for you to criticize me on. It's not for you to look down on me on. I'm not any less of a person because you're this. I'm me. And if you can't be you without me being less than you, then you have a serious problem that you need to think about. Because it means that the only reason you feel validated is because you've diminished other people. And that's fucked up. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. That is so horrible and rough and awful and icky and gross to deal with. And I've been there. You know, I've had family members who made my parents feel like, you know, we were the fuck ups. <laughs> or at least I was. Fuck those family members. You want to know what started happening? And I'm, I'm not saying like this to like, hey, like, don't worry. Like, I, I just am saying like in my personal experience, you know what? When I stopped listening to those people and stopped doing that thing and trying to get the voices out of my head that weren't mine, I started having a really good time. I started being able to work towards everything I've wanted to and making it happen. And I'm not saying like it's going to happen because I think our world very much value systems things in a very fucked up way that is capitalism. But at least you'll find people who, you know, care about you. I don't think you're insignificant. I think you're a whole ass person. Mm, you're pretty kick ass. You've had like some really cool news and some really cool excitement to share. You got me amped up. You got me so fucking hyped because you came in here and you shared something so genuinely cool about yourself. And I thought that was the fucking like world. Like that made my whole day. Like private came in, shared something with me and felt comfortable enough in the space I was making for them that you wanted to share with me. That is like the most like cool gift I could ever receive because it means that as a person, I'm doing something that makes you feel okay and makes you feel significant. And that, that should be the ultimate goal for everyone is to make other people feel significant. To make other people feel like genuinely cool in their own space that they can like feel like a whole ass heartedly like existence like that they matter that they're not alone that they're they're good as cheesy as this sounds i genuinely don't remember the last time i was truly happy to be honest i am really as i said really sorry that that is like currently where you feel because that sounds really hard to go through and as i said i don't want to ever feel like i know what you've gone through or i know what you feel because you know you have a whole set of things and memories that you're going to be thinking about and like pulling from that 
he'll make you feel the way you feel. And I don't ever want to take that away from you or, you know, try and relate when you don't want to be feeling like related to, you know, maybe you just want to be here. But, you know, something that's really close to me is feeling insignificant, feeling like, you know, I like, or like feeling like a burden or feeling like I don't fit in. Um, that is a lot for me. That is a lot <laughs> that, that hits some notes for me. I got three states currently. Okay. Sad and on the verge of bashing my head against the wall. Currently I am, I'm in the sad state. I, Hey, you're, you're allowed to feel sad about like what you're going through. What you're going through might be things that, you know, warrant feeling sad about, warrant grieving about, warrant whatever it is that you're going through. I think one of the most toxic things that we hold ourselves to is this expectation that we can only interact with people when we're happy. And you might not be, and like, that's the thing. Like I was, I was not happy for a very long time. And I, and, and I don't know. I mainly just completely lost. And that, and you know, that's, that's hard. That sounds really hard, but like the most I can offer is my ears and, you know, hopefully be there for you to hopefully find some direction finds is that you know the things that will make you happy i don't know who i don't know what i am i don't know what i'm doing in life i just don't know you know i i really feel that i felt that for a like long time because I was stuck in a period where I had recognized that I wasn't who I, who I am. And I recognized that I don't know who I am because I've been trying to be something that I'm not for so long that it makes me, that it made me unsure of, and I, and I don't know, as I said, I don't know if this like, I am just sharing my own experience that it is, like, bringing up within me. And maybe maybe, maybe it helps, hopefully. I don't know. If you don't feel like hearing anything from me, that's cool. <laughs> like, just say so. I'll shut the fuck up. Um, But anyways, like, I definitely felt that because of those things. Like, for me, it was not being true to who I am because I was, and it, what I started to feel like is, well, is this something that's authentic or is this something that is that I, like I'm making up that it's fake, you know, that I'm an imposter because I haven't been doing this since the day I was born. Well, the reason why maybe I haven't been doing some of this stuff since the day I was born is because people in my life have been making me feel like it's not something worth doing or that it's something that's wrong. Or that it's something that I shouldn't be doing, even though they're not, they aren't harmful things. 
or invalidating who I am. I and, and that's been a large part of my life is like a lot of invalidation. A lot of being told who I am and who I'm supposed to be. And that for and that for me is what left me in that in that it, with those same questions in front of me. And yeah. Um it definitely goes back to one of the darker times in my life. So all I can say private is that I don't, I will never understand what it is that you personally go through or that you are confused by. But I am here for you. I'm just a very confused lady, dude, I don't know something. I mean, hell's yeah. Being confused is just meaning that you like are working your way through the problem I, and not even problem. I, I mean problem and like, cause I'm a math brain. Okay. I'm a logic brain. I think of problem as not meaning like a problem that needs to be fixed. I think of it as like, you know, I'm figuring things out. I'm learning. Being confused means I do not currently have an answer and that's okay. There's a lot of questions. I think that like other people put this pressure on us to like give the answers. I am monk. <laughs> <laughs> Hells yeah. That's why I always tell people like just exist, be in existence, come as you are, be as you are. You could be the lowest energy you've ever been come as you are like be who you need to be. You need to show up and vent, show up and vent. You need to get something off your chest, get something off your chest. And like it, if I don't have the spoons, like it's also like, just be communicative. Like, and as you be more communicative, existing is hard work. Wow. Existing is hard work. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not saying it's easy. Because of the confusing questions of like, what the fuck is existing? <laughs> I've definitely been like thinking a lot as well recently on the questions of existing in the like sense of you know, struggling sometimes with the feeling of like, I did not ask for this. <laughs> and that, that one has been a hard one. That one is something that makes existing hard work. That one, that one's a hard one. Especially when like, you know, the really crappy shit is really piling up. It, 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 it weighs on you. It is something that makes you feel like, Fuck. <laughs> like, like you just want to go scream at the top of your lungs in pure frustration. <laughs> and I do. Like, I scream in pure frustration at times. I have car screams. I love car screams. I put a screaming room in my Discord for people who are frustrated. And if you ever just need to, like, scream and just yell, like, Go be in the abyss of the scream room and scream at the top of your lungs. I would be screaming right now if it wasn't 3 a.m. 
Those are the worst nights. <laughs> I always hated that. I like pillow screaming. Pillow screaming. If I wake you up at 3 a.m. from pillow screaming, I'm sorry. Just understand that I am a human who required pillow screaming. And that if you were a human that required pillow screaming at 3 a.m., I would hold space for you. I might be upset and frustrated that I'm being awoken at 3 a.m. because of my ego. However, you know, if it's 3 a.m. and you're screaming into a pillow and I'm waking up, I might be frustrated. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, there's a whole lot of things that must have happened to cause a 3 a.m. screaming session. And I definitely, as a human, <laughs> have had those. Also due to my current mental situation, I've resorted to uh, uh, resorted some not nice things. To some not nice things. I mean, as long as you're not causing yourself harm, and I mean this sincerely, because as I said, like, you can't be harming yourself. There's a lot of things you can do to deal with things, but the self-harm stuff is like... I understand that you might find yourself there, but you should get help. You should go talk to a professional. You should use a hotline. What counts as harm? I think that like in terms of like anything that hurts you, I don't mean in, t in terms of things that like you view as harmful to you, to you as in like where you want to be in life. I mean things that are harmful that you know you shouldn't be doing. If you feel that you shouldn't be doing them, that they are harmful to where you want to be, then I think that is a level of self-harm. I think that there are certain ones that we view in more of a severity. I just mean that if you are being a risk to yourself and or others, then that's not okay. If you are like... I, and this is the differentiation. Like, so I am a big marijuana advocate for the fact that I use it to help deal with a lot of what I go through and deal with in terms of mental health. I am very aware of my personal situation around that. And it doesn't get in the way of my ability to do things or interact or be the person that I want to be. In fact, it enables me to be that person. So if you are like, that's, that's more of what I mean. If you are like demonizing things that you need to be good and to be like mentally stable, that as not nice things, that is, that is the differentiation. Demonizing something that like you need for your self care because it's something that someone told you is not good is different than something that you know is harmful to you. And whether that be physical harm or resorting to something that creates more problems for you. Um, for me, that would be like drinking. Some people can come after a long day and drink and be okay. And they're good. And that works for them. And it helps them be a whole ass person. And if that's the case for you, like more power to you. Drinking destroys me. If I ever like am having more than like a drink or two, 
it, it, it really does a number on me. I know that it makes me more depressed. I know that it makes me more insecure and it makes me like, it is not social lubricant. No, it is the unfun times. <laughs> and so if you're trying to use like substances to escape or those types of things, like that is harm. Also, I feel like people who ask what counts as harm usually understand that they are to some level doing something that they view as harmful. Or that they know might be viewed as harmful. And so if it is one of those things, then yes, um, I would very much recommend that you find a professional. Because I am not a mental health professional, I am not a therapist, and I'm not a psychiatrist by any means. I am someone who is willing to be here for other people and listen to their stories and listen to them vent and be an ear to hear them and allow them space to feel safe to, you know, discuss things and hear other people's input to create a more diverse idea and to get a better understanding and to, you know, help each other be who beans. However, when it comes to serious self-harm things that are a threat to yourself or others, that does need to be handled by a professional. And I am a big advocate for seeking professional help. I have in my life seen four years plus of therapy and it has helped me tremendously. I can't advocate enough for going and talking to people and like having an unbiased opinion to just, you know, you know, shoot the shit with <laughs> about all the things that maybe you don't feel comfortable sharing with other people all the time. Makes sense. Hells yeah. Well, I'm glad that gives some clarity. <laughs> and private, if you are nervous about seeking help and you feel that you are in a place that maybe you could benefit from that, like, you know, hop in my discord DMS, like I will put, I will help you through that process, I will, you know, if you don't have a friend already trying to help you or you don't feel comfortable or you don't have someone in your life right now, now you do. Like, no questions asked. You don't feel like you have a friend there for you to, like, do that with you or you need that. Like, no questions asked. There is no judgment. Like, we will find you exactly what you need. Just, like, hop in the DMs. And if I'm not even the one doing it, like, I will, I'm more than happy to help you, like, find the resources and put you in contact with the right people and help you through that. Because at the very least, that is something in my wheelhouse. That is something that I am willing and capable to do for people. Ooh, makes sense. Part two. <laughs> Else, yeah, I think I'm going to add that to my page. Since we do have a lot of like, you know, potential for people who might end up realizing that with some of our discussions or maybe some of that, maybe we'll have like a little thing that'll direct people to resources. Ooh, that's a great idea. That just made me, that just made me have a really good idea. I think we'll have that. Um, we'll put it as a bot message for the discussions. That way, if anything comes up, um, and I'll, I'm going to add a trigger warning from now on, I think, to the Discussions Unknown series because 
it might deal with topics that are triggering or sensitive to people. I have discovered something about myself. Hey. <laughs> Hells yeah. And I think that would be really cool to have like one trigger warnings that the discussions can go all over the place and that this is a time to feel. I'm Polly. Yo, welcome. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I do not feel the need to um, be in a exclusively monogamous relationship ever. <laughs> I've been I've been meaning to make like a meme TikTok about it, like kind of tongue in cheek that like some of y'all are trying to play one v one and I'm trying to play three v three. <laughs> like y'all trying to <laughs> I'm more of a team sport player if you know what I mean <laughs> that's basically the only thing I know 100% about myself I'm not gonna lie to you that's honestly like what started it for me I will never forget one of the things my therapist said to me a lot um years ago was the day they had told me um the fact that I often told people what I don't like and he told me that I never tell him about the things that I like yo that shook me to my fucking core and it was because I thought about it. I'm like, I've spent so long just being like upset and things that I think that I've only ever been able to think about things and like the things that I don't like, because that's the things that I've just internalized and push pushed down into myself that I never celebrated the things that I did enjoy, the things that I did like. And it started with like finding uh, like one or two things to like try and start liking and or, like knowing but that's really cool now you know that you're poly now you have something to say at the very least that private is isn't it technically a 3vo okay but that doesn't work well for the meme okay <laughs> 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 yes yes technically there are no teams in this and this is not a competition in any way a 1v1v1 that would be so weird to think about as a threesome like three people all in it for themselves all right maybe this analogy is actually not as funny or accurate as i thought <laughs> See, though, this is what you can enjoy about the live podcast is that you get to um, <laughs> take my analogies and absolutely blow them out of the water as being trash. And in return, you know, I get to find out if my jokes are funny or not. 
And in return, I will probably still laugh at my jokes because if I can't make myself laugh, then <laughs> I'm probably not going to make anyone else laugh. Boom. <laughs> oh. Whew. Oh, man. Now I'm all memey and feel like I have really... I really like this about myself that I find points like throughout the podcast or stuff that I will like hit a point where I've talked about something or I've relinquished enough energy where I'm just like, damn, you know, I feel I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. <laughs>